Golden West Radio now brings you the Lawn and Garden Journal. Get your questions ready. Our toll-free line is open at 1-800-374-3315. Now, here's your host, Carla Hersina, from St. Mary's Nursery and Garden Center. Good morning, everyone. Well, it's back. The Lawn and Garden Journal is back for the season, and yes, excitement to get planting and growing, and of course, speaking with you and sharing all of our gardening stories together, and I must say the winter, yeah, it's been long, but we see little snippets of the warm weather that's coming. It's a little bit of a tease from hot to cold to warm to cold. Kind of reminds me of a stage of life. But it also tells me that things are growing. And I have to say, my grandchildren, over over the winter, I don't know what's happening, but Ruby, Violet, Oscar, and Sophie are growing. And so are all the plants around here. We have started growing here at the garden center. And it just reminds me, spring is on its way. And today, I think we're all interested about looking at what we're going to grow and what we're going to seed. So listen, planting seeds. I wish you could see all the love I'm learning how to grow. I planted seeds, watered the lot, and impatiently observed. What I would have in time, some seeds grew to bear lovely, fragrant flowers. Others failed. I grew sad seeing what I didn't grow, blaming myself for circumstances out of my control. But then I grew wiser. My happiness was renewed when I found out that I could learn from my failures. I observed. Life is too short to expect instant flowers, to have perfect growth. No time for instant happiness, no space for love on demand. I'm learning how to water this garden of love and passion truth and sorrow, and create a new beauty like the ones I've envisioned in my mind. I'm planting these seeds, waiting for all the love to finally grow and grow and grow. One step at a time, one morning of sunshine, one night of rest and darkness, one moment to water, one afternoon to contemplate, all the growth and rest I need to take an order to do and be more. I'm planting my own seeds, and here I am patiently waiting while I'm learning how to thrive as my luscious garden grows. Welcome back, everyone. It's our first show of the year, and we're so excited to be back on air. Give me a shout. Let's hear what you guys have been doing. We've been uh, away from speaking with each other or, or getting together. So I'd love to hear from you. The lines are open, 1-800-374-3315. And we're going to go right to lines. Tina is there. Good morning, Tina. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Oh, slow. Not haven't done much yet. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's the weekend, right? That's so right. yeah. We could pace ourselves and enjoy, and, um, you know, I've been listening to some of the weather forecasts, and it looks like we may be getting a little bit of that more white stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, 
Yeah, so how can we help you on the lawn well, and garden journey yes, this morning? I, uh, I was not doing good this winter, so I don't, from Fabio, I overwater my poinsettia. Ooh, I drowned okay. it. I drowned it. <laughs> oh. The leaves are all crumbled up dry. I don't know why. I had it for three years. I, every year I put, I put it out so out. So three summers I had it in the, in the flower bed. I bring it in for the winter. But this winter seemed like that, uh, in November, whatever, I tried to cover it up and would uh, get nice uh, red colors, the leaves, and that didn't want to work very good. Is the plant too old already? Well, if it's when sometimes it could be, um, I'm just kind of thinking of the scenarios that you could have. Is did you? Uh, when was the last time it was transplanted to a bigger pot? Oh, I don't know. Not, not a very, not a very big uh, pot either. No, yeah. I just, I think I put it. I put it every time in the same. I took it out of the pot and then in, in fall I put it back in. So, but not a very big pot. Maybe six inches. I don't know. Not very big. Okay, because if it, as the plant progresses, and after three years, if it's not given a little bit of extra space, uh, maybe in some cases it may become pot-bound to the point where if it got overwatered or underwatered, it would affect that portion of it. So are, do you have any existing leaves still on it, or no, is it basically just the, stems? Just the stems, yeah. The top, uh, well, I t- took the leaves off, and the the uh, tops end, they're dry. They can break, uh, break them off. Yeah. So it's, I, only, it's only 20 inches tall. It was a very small tree when maybe, I don't know, was it 8 inches tall? But a very, very small one. So and it doesn't, never got too many, uh, had what, three stems. And then a tiny little one came once in a while out, but uh, a few broke off and, and put one in the water for uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of months and finally it got some roots and but now that's dead now too, so I overwatered it. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. still, not, uh, I measure it's only twenty inches. Yeah. So well, there are not that many roots at all. That couldn't. Uh, it was not, not bound at all. So. Yeah. No, okay. Not, so if not, it wasn't bound, um, some in some cases too, they there could get a little bit of a blight that's on them. So sometimes we have to use a little bit of a, um, a fungicide or a treatment that's on there, a little bit of sulfur that's on it, but. If you, I, I would say that if you had it for three years, you had a long time frame for it because poinsettias can be very, very tricky. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I had another one for my son for Christmas, a, a family, and that one they got a little bit cold. The leaves were kind of black, and that didn't uh, do good at all. That's just just stems now too. That's that's when it's not doing good at all. So a few are still green, few stems kind yeah, of green. Well, yeah, well, I would if I put them outside, would they they grow yet or not? Well, the ones that are brittle, you're not going to get anything no, from it because no. the stem is dry. That's but right. But the one that has a little bit of greenery that's on it, um, you could try. Yes, there's I, you know it's a little bit iffy because most plants like to have a little bit of the foliage and that kind of stuff that's yeah, on there to yeah. to go through. But I always say, give it a try. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will try and keep it kind of damp and. Not I don't know what I did, so I touched a little bit. Oh, it feels like dry, and I, I overwatered a couple of days later. The water was sitting there. It was, uh, was wet. Yeah. <laughs> said, oh. what, what, what did I do this winter? You know, can't understand myself. So winter is really, you know, winter is a hard, uh, hard time on plants because our our light level 
is lower. It's actually part of the conversation that I was going to start today with tropical plants because it's a good time to start looking at them and seeing about winning. Uh, they need to be transplanted into the next pot. But winter can be hard because you don't know if you're underwatering, if you're overwatering. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. it is tricky. Yeah, that's one thing. So, yeah, some other plants doing yeah, doing okay. So I try to water once a week, and then this one, I guess, I gave too much water. Okay. <laughs> a couple of times too much water, and now all of a sudden the pot was just... Wet. <laughs> yeah, they don't like to be. It's one of those things mm. that if you you, it's part of our conversation we'll have too. Is um, a lot of plants don't like to be sitting in standing water no. because it they need to breathe yeah, a little bit. I know. Yeah, but I had never had a and a pot either that your, your water would go down either. So, so in this one I just overwatered. That was all because I had done it for three years. Well, now I goofed up. Uh, ah, okay. Well, I wish you good luck on the next one, and hopefully this, uh, we we don't want to talk about the points that is coming up. We want to get rid of the snow first before we talk (laughs) talk about that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I never got that many stems in three years. You know, that's kind of very strange. It's a different kind of points that it seems like to me, so. Yeah, well, let's let's try. Let's give you good luck on the next one. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Very okay. Much. Thank you, Tina. Day. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. It is the first show of this week, and before we get into the show a little bit more, I have to give a great shout out to Chris Sumner for uh, for covering for me last weekend. I was a little bit under the weather last weekend, and bravo! Thank you for Chris. But you know what? We're back on air, and I'd love to hear from you. Give me a shout. Let me know what you're doing. If you have any problems with any of your houseplants, hey, we're all going to be seeding soon, too, and I've got some tips for seeding that are going to be coming up as well in a lot of the shows. The line is open, 1-800-374-3315. But it's the time of season, and maybe the conversation would, maybe we'll start with, um, a lot of the houseplants because there are some questions on houseplants that are there. But you know what? Mary's waiting, so let's go right back to Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello, yeah. Good morning. How are you? All good so far. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey, I forgot to ask Tina. I always like to put pins in where people are calling from, and I forgot to ask Tina where she was calling, but I'm going to ask you. I'm from Melita, actually. From Melita? Well, I know exactly where you are because I would go through your town on the way to Saskatchewan, to Gainesboro, Saskatchewan. And you drive right by my garden. <laughs> oh, really? I would be, well, back in the day where, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when Mom and Dad used to put us on the bus to go out to Gainesboro. Oh, yeah. And uh, I always knew how close we were going to get when we went through Melita. Yeah, well, anyway, you come by someday, you stop. My, my, You can see it. It's right by the road. It's right by the road? Yeah, just oh. mile out of town. And- Wow. And do you do mostly vegetable flower yeah, I do. combination? Yeah, I do. Well, I got flowers by the house yard, and I got the garden a little north of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's my amaryllis I've had. It's actually it's a three-year-old bulb. I got it in Calgary, and it was very nice. It had four large flowers on it. It was the pink with the white center. And uh, two winters now, it hasn't flowered for me. What am I to do with it this summer? Well, I would keep it growing. Like, is it still in the leaf form where you still have the strap leaves and everything on it? It had the big leaves, and I thought, well, if I got rid of them, maybe it would start. It's a nice, firm bulb. It's a large bulb. and uh, But I had it in the, my cold room in the summer, 
and then I brought it out when the leaves started coming. Yeah. But it never made flowers. Okay. There are a few reasons why amaryllis does not rebloom at after its initial portion of it. And there's different scenarios. So A, um, the size of the bulb or a lower count bulb, but I assume that it's a nice size plump bulb. Yeah, it's a good bulb. I would say it's okay. like it's a fist-sized bulb. Okay, so let's <coughs> try and go through the other areas of it. Um, in ad- sometimes if you don't plant it deep enough, that can sometimes affect it. Okay. Okay, because usually I like to see about two-thirds of it under the soil. Oh, okay. Okay. And do you uh, have much underneath the root area? Like two-thirds of the bulb would sort of be underneath. Oh, oh okay. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're planting it. And it's, it makes it kind of, some people are going to go, well, why do you do that? Because the new trend is you really don't need soil for them to grow. Mm-hmm. But in some cases, it's the planting depth that's on it. Okay. You know, and or if it's not that, it's an undernourished bulb. So it should have that energy from the previous year put into it for it to cause the flooring, that flowering of the next year. Okay. Okay, because have you seen the new trend of amaryllis that have been out for the last three or four yeah, years where they've been waxed? Yeah, this is what I, uh, I hear. They don't, yeah, they don't put much in them. They, well, it's the, yeah, it's the energy of the flowers that goes back into the bulb that makes that a nice, good, okay. healthy bun for it to go through. Because the bulb itself stores the energy for the bloom, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And in so some what, case, would you fertilize it type of thing? Uh, if you if it's in this form and it's undernourished, I would probably give it a little bit. You know how you can get some tulip bulb booster? Okay. And if I would try and put a little bit of bulb booster in it, so rather than doing it in a water format of either using water or not using water to make it grow, mm-hmm. if it's in soil, I would try and put some feed in there to sort of encourage that bulb a little bit. Okay. Okay. And keep and, it outside or, or in the darkness for the summer? I would grow it a little bit longer, try and see get some nutrient bulb in there, and then part way through the part way through the um, summer, let it go dormant and put it away and store it. Okay. Okay. And then get it back into the cycle so that October you're bringing it out and it's ready to go again. Okay. okay? I've just been keeping it under my my plant light and uh, but maybe it needs a little bit of a fertilizer or something. Yeah. Well, if it's underneath there, but it does need to go in a dormant state. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, it was in the summertime, and yeah. uh, it started to make leaves, but it never made other but leaves. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes um, plants are fussy a little bit, too, because some light conditions and temperature will also play in factors on leaf sets. So there, it's not just one thing. It could be a combination of Okay, a maybe of it's cool. I keep it in the basement. Should it be warmer? Well, amaryllis are a little bit more liking that warm weather when they're growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like a tropical plant. They do best in warmer temperatures. Well, to maybe be that's part of growing. it, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we'll try different things, yeah. Okay, awesome. Good enough. Thank you. Okay, okay. you're welcome. Sure. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Mary. And just remember, too, it's it's like our uh, it's like our poinsettia, and it's also like our Easter and holiday cactuses, that they need... A certain temperature and then they need that light um, variance and sometimes it's that conditionings that will cause that uh, light switch to go on and say okay I have to start being in this format of a blooming mode right
So it could be one or two or combinations, but definitely the amaryllis that you place with this wax color, a coating, it was kind of a trendy thing. And this year we had ones that were actually, um, very glittery. So I don't know if there was the glitter, but it was, looked very sort of Martha Stewartish, uh, when you had that, uh, amaryllis free bulb in these beautiful decorative vases that didn't have to have the soil. So there's new trends that are sort of, that were happening in the last few years on there. Now, we want to go back and I think I want to target, uh, talking with about, um, tropical plants. Because tropical plants, as we say, oh, you know what? I just turned around. Richard is back. So I'm going to delay because I haven't spoke with a lot of you. So it's good. Richard is back. We're going to take Richard's call right now. Hello, Richard. Hello. Hello. How are you? How can we help you? Uh, I'm wondering if you ever heard of uh, mosquito trap. It's a plant with white flowers on top. What is it called again? What is it called again? Hello? Hello? What was the name of the plant? Uh, it, I'm uh, wondering if you know about the mosquito trap. Mosquito it's plant? Got white flowers on top. On, uh, on my um, computer, it's uh, labeled as a uh, toxin. Are, are you saying, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, it's hard to hear you. You're saying mosquito plant? Yeah. Yeah, well, some it's of the mosquito... Mosquito trap. Mosquito trap? Yeah. No, I have not heard a mosquito trap. And of it, a mos- kills, it kills the skittles. Oh, well, that is uh, interesting. I will have to look that one up, Richard, because I have not heard of a mosquito trap plant. Yeah, it's uh, labeled on the computer as toxin. Okay, you know what? I'm having a hard time hearing that, but if you want to... um, Parker is on the line here with the thing, but maybe he could, you could uh, spell it out for him. And then uh, I could look it up. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, our connection's really poor here on our side. Okay? Parker, if you can hear me, if you can um, take that information for me, it's really staticky on my end on here that's in here. So we are going to get some information on that. And it's very interesting because there are so many different names of plants that could cover different items. So you may have, Richard, given me a name that it's like, um, if I can give you all a scenario of like that. Okay, elephant ears. Elephant ears could be a category that when we're talking about it, people will come in and say, do you have elephant ears? Well, in that category, it could be elephant ears, burginia, which is a perennial, or it could be elephant ears, the tropical plant, which could be in like the Calacasia or Alocasia families that's in there. So diversifying and finding out where the name is that it goes back to. 
I'm very interested in finding out what that plant is, Richard. So thank you for calling us that's on there. All right. You're listening to the Lawn and Garden Journal. We're back into it. It's already into March. We're thinking tropicals. Hey, a lot of us are thinking about seeding. And even here at the Garden Center, it smells wonderful. We have some people that are coming in and you can see it in their eyes and their expressions. When you walk into a garden center and you smell that, yeah, I'm going to say wet soil, there's that hummusy, there's the air, there's the humidity. Yep, there's nothing better than that. We're going to go right to the lines. Andy is waiting. Good morning, Andy. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay. And where are you coming? Or where are you calling from this morning? Landmark out of my wood shop. A landmark. Well, I know exactly where you are. Good morning to everyone in Landmark. I also have an Amarillo question. Sure. And I'll make it short. I brought it out of dormancy. It didn't flower. It just grew leaves. Okay. And it grew up past 36 inches. Wow. I used to mark the progress, but now they have quit growing. So I quit watering, and they're starting to turn red, these leaves. The leaves are starting. To, the leaves are starting to turn red. Yeah, from from the from the bulb up. Okay. Like brownish type of thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So my question is: Should I pull it out of the dirt and treat it like an onion, let the green all wither, or should I cut it off and put it in the dark? Okay. If they start drying out naturally, we treat it like a tulip. Whereas if you naturally let the uh, um, if you let the foliage die back naturally on its own, those yep. are the those are the sugars and the starches okay. that give the bulb the energy to go back. So do not cut them. Let them okay. die back naturally. If yep. if we have a tendency to want to take them off because they start to look not so great. You know, they're brown, they're brittle, brittly, but they're still. If there's still some pliable plant matter there, let that die back so that the energy goes back to the bulb. Okay, okay? without watering. Without watering, you can cut back the watering if it's you're now allow, letting it go dry, but yeah, let yeah. that let the energy go to the bulb. And then once that's done, uh, there's two options. Some people store it in the soil of the pot that it's in, or you can lift it, wash it, remove the extra soil, and store it in a cool, uh, dark place. Okay. Right. Now should yep. I leave it in in the house in the light, or should I put it in the dark now? Dark. Okay. Go dark. Yep. Don't leave it in the light because it's going to be conflicted with, do I keep growing? Do I go grow again? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. But darkness is best. Dark and cool because yep. you're putting it into that, uh, well, we're putting it into winter mode. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Wonderful. my questions. Yeah. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you for much. calling. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there is that. Like we have plants and I love that we're continuing to revitalize it's that reduce reuse again so if there's bulbs that are out there that uh did not get into the garden last year uh that's it just waking up those thoughts in the back of my mind that even here we had some tulips that were left over that were in a box and we went oh my gosh what are we going to do with these and we thought okay let's plant them so if you have some bulbs that are in the fridge or in that uh cool area that did not freeze but you know, it went through its vernalization, which is a cooling process of it. They're ready to take action. So if you're lucky enough to do that, grab those bulbs and start planting them. We planted some here, and it's given us a tease of some crocus and tulips 
and some hyacinths that are already starting to waken up. And it just is so beautiful to be have that little bouquet or that little bit of a color indoors that tells us, hey, knock, 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 spring is at the door. All right, we're going to go right to lines. Debbie's on the line. Good morning, Debbie. Carla, uh, I'm just curious. Uh, for Christmas, I received uh, a, a nice, really nice plant with four plants in it. You know, there was a small poinsettia and three other plants. Okay. And it it was beautiful. So, but it didn't grow. Like the plants did not grow. They were okay. But so in the middle middle of February, I thought I'm going to take this apart and plant each one separately. Well, when I took them apart. They were still, like, the roots were still in, the like, a little cone, like when you plant them. Like, do they not grow? Okay. That was probably uh, what happens in our florist industry or in the grower's industry. We create little dish gardens where we're putting a combination to make these beautiful gift right. gardens to give. So if they did not start to grow in the current dish... Um, they were probably just young in that dish. That's why they're so petite and they look so cute. So optimally, if you put it into a, a, a different container to grow, now they should be actively growing. But they There's didn't. A lo- they didn't? No. Uh, did you put them in a, like when you separated them, start them off, and here's a recommendation, start them off in smaller pots, not larger pots. Yeah. I did. I had a little fern, and I don't know what the name of the other one was. But I put them both, like each in a separate pot. Yeah. And they did nothing. Are I they still? Them. You, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, they should grow. Like when you're planting them, they, when they were separated, because they would be used as small start plants that are in there. And when you transplant them, you would transplant them and make sure that you plant them at the existing level and not deeper. Tropicals right. don't like to be planted deeper in soil, unlike but, annuals. But annuals. I, like, and I opened up the, the roots because I thought, you know, I, I didn't know why. Like the, It was just like you took them out of the greenhouse and put them in a pot. Hmm. Well, they may have been young plants then because if they use them as young plug starts to create these little garden dishes right. for giftable items, they sometimes don't get rooted as fast in those areas because they're freshly made for that season, right? Right. They may right. have been made for six, eight weeks prior to it. And some plants mm-hmm. are happy to just be like that, like a cutting where they're not really taking anchoring yet. Right. right. And other ones, but there may be other factors why they maybe didn't, you know, progress. Mm-hmm. But if you had a fern and a combination of other tropical plants, the tro- I would probably say you should have had success with the tropical yeah, plants. Yeah, I thought so, because I do yeah. have other plants that are, you know, in the house, they do well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I was just curious. I, I was really surprised when I took it apart. Yeah. Well, I they're probably the young ones, because when you're making those dishes, I know that when you're creating to make it look like cute, like three cute little plants right. together. They were, they, very they start nice. with start yeah, they start with smaller plants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just curious about that. Thank you. Okay, you're very oh. well. And where are you calling from, Debbie? Swan Lake. Swan Lake. Well, hello to everyone in Swan Lake. All right, thank you. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, we're not wrapping up the show yet. We have a little bit of time that's on there. So let's uh, go right back. I think there's Peter is on the line. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good morning, Carla. Uh, we're enjoying your show from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. 
What? Yes. No way. We're streaming here, and we always enjoy your show. We listen to it all the time back home, and, and so we're just tuning in. We're streaming it. And so you want to know what to do with your tropical plants? Bring them out here. <laughs> well, I know that I have a caller in Virginia that's, uh, you know, in the States. But, oh, you you just got a gold star. I You know what? Tell I, You're going to give us the biggest tease right now. What is the weather like down there? It, I, I, I do believe it's about 22 degrees, 23 degrees right now. And, and you're probably... Uh, go ahead. It, it's, it's really beautiful. Nice breezes off the ocean. We're right on the ocean front. And uh, uh, yeah, it is, it's better than Manitoba right now. Well, I have to say you are going to be missing a little bit of a snowfall. Um, I get excited when I start to see the, uh, when I start to see the ice moving away from a couple extension cords outside my window. Cause I know that, <laughs> I know that it's spring is happening. I know that just, it's, you know, there's the excitement that spring is coming. The extension cords are melting. Yes. But, oh, Peter, thank you for calling us from such a distance away. And, you know, it, it's invigorating when you see the tropical plants in their own in situ of where they are. So you are getting something special down there. Yes, we 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 are in a place that's 20 acres of green space, and we just enjoy walking around, just watching, uh, looking at the coconut trees and all the different uh, tropical plants. It's just so amazing. Well, you know, it's when we when folks are able to go down to the tropics. I know that in certain areas. Uh, we love bringing and sourcing those tropical plants to come up for our decks and patios and homes. Citrus, hibiscus, oleanders, those are ones that we can bring up that are here. But when you're in certain, um, you know, tourist or areas of travel that you can see them in their own um, place, it's beautiful. Like I love, I had one customer one time that brought me a little video of a three-mile uh, ride in a car that just showed hibiscus trees along the highway so it's it is certainly a treat and i hope you you enjoy that tropical space down there we are enjoying it immensely our heart is back home but we were enjoying to be here okay and where is home where's home is in transcona outside of winnipeg well i know exactly where you are in transcona it's a great little great little spot there yes thank you so much carla Okay, and you know what? Safe travels, and uh, when you're home, if you have any questions, give me a shout. Uh, I will do that. Thank you very much for your time, and then keep on the good work. Thank you very much, Peter. Enjoy your holiday. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was a treat, and I know that there's a lot of listeners, and we're back on the phone. I'm excited to be back on the Lawn Garden Journal, and it's exciting for us to share our stories um, it's even fun just talking to people and sort of saying, hey, what are you doing? How's this happening? And sharing stories of how we grow things. And there's going to be a different scenario and a different situation and different factors from each of us when we do grow some plants. So that's what makes this so interesting. You know, it's like one farmer that is maybe fields away from another farmer. They may get rain. They may not get rain. They may get different um, influences that factor their crops. It's the same with us. 
I can grow certain plants and certain customers say that they can't and the vice versa. So it's all interesting. We're sharing stories and it's fabulous, fabulous conversation. Now, if I leave you a little bit of a a scenario that's going in through, if you're looking at transplanting, just a few tips because I know that we've got a couple more minutes here before we go, is when you are transplanting, take a look. It's a key indicator if you need those plants to bump up because our daylight is changing. Yes, the light levels are climbing. That sun intensity is getting oh so warm. Trust me. If you're in one of our greenhouses on a sunny day, it quickly goes from a maintained 65 degrees to into the 80s. So, hey, we have a little bit of our uh, greenhouse and tropical experience here in our tropical houses. So some key elements to say, yes, I need to be transplanted. Do I have roots coming out the bottom of my pot? Do I have roots strapling and growing that are highly visible on the top of the soil. Is my plastic pot distended, misshapen? Those are clear indicators that I need to be transplanted. And this is a perfect time to do it before it begins its actively growing season, which is March to October. It's going to start and it's going to start big. And when you go to do your transplanting up, it's nice and it's good to be kind of cute to be influenced by the pot. But the container or the ceramic pot or the plastic pot, whatever you want to put it into, I'm a true endorser that it should have drainage. Drainage is key because we do not want to overwater our plants. They need that air amongst their roots. They need that influence where it can be watered, filled up, the water drank, absorbed, filling those leaves and cells of that plant to optimal, but then it stops. So it doesn't need that extra soil that's in there. So that's another thing. So choose a pot that has drainage. If you love that ceramic pot and you have to have it and it does not have drainage, then I'm going to ask you to uh, grab a plastic pot and use a plastic pot that fits inside that cute, adorable ceramic pot so that when you need to water it, you lift it out of your ceramic, which we call a drop pot, which does not have drainage holes. You're able to take that plastic pot out, give it the water that it needs, let it drain off, and then gently pop it back into your beautiful little cover pot that is so cute that you cannot resist. Now the pot size that you should be looking for should be maybe only an inch or two wider. Do not look at the upper canopy and think it's five feet wide and six feet tall. It has a 10 inch pot. It needs to have a three foot wide pot. No, 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 no. Too much soil in proportion to the roots, which would cause a demise on that. So this is conversation that could continue for next week. And just on the out, I'm going to read you a quick little poem and you're all going to be enticed about seeding. Please listen. I paid a dime for a package of seeds and the clerk clerk tossed them out with a flip. We've got them assorted as every man's needs, he said with a smile on his lip. Pansies and poppies and asters and peas, ten cents a package, and pick it as you please. Now seeds are just dimes to the man in the store and dimes are the things he needs. 
and I've been to buy them in seasons before, but have thought of them merely as seeds. But it flashed through my mind as I took them this time. You have purchased a miracle here for a dime. You've a dime's worth of power no man can create. You've a dime's worth of life in your hand. You've a dime's worth of mystery, destiny, and fate, which is the wisest cannot understand. In this bright little package, now it's odd. You've a dime's worth of something not only known to him above. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Garden Journal. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye, everyone.